Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by the United States of America. Okay, honestly, though, you guys are going to think that I'm kidding about this. Please know, as much of a jokester that I am, I'm not kidding about this. I'm having a bit of a freakout moment because... I was contacted to be a speaker at the inauguration of the National Teacher of the Year this year. Let's back that train up. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, cool. Yeah, sounds great. Like, I'd love to do that. Sounds good. Did a little research. Pretty sure if this wasn't a virtual event, it would have been at the White House with Joey and Jilly Biden. Not sure if you're familiar. Like, I'm sorry. Did you contact the right Joe Dombrowski? You want me? They were all, yeah, it's been like a really tough year. We just need someone to like come in and lighten the moment. And I'm like, and you pick me. I have been called upon from my country to represent... The teachers of America. First question I asked, I was like, what's the line here? (laughs) Can I ride it? I'm going to ride that line. Even if we're at the White House, my goal is to make the Biden snicker. All right? (laughs) I'm like, okay. Also, let's be real. I'm a little bit of a hot mess. So I feel like it's going to be me and the teacher of the year from all 50 states, and they're all going to be, like, super on top of their game. And then I'm going to get up there, I'm going to be like, hey, let me tell you about this time one of my kindergartners (laughs) stuck a bead up their nose. Like, what? Do they know what they're getting into? I hope they are. Um, Bidens, if you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast, I am ready for this challenge. I accept I'm coming in to bring the laughter, the cheer, and the good tidings to the teachers of America, all right, and to whoever the National Teacher of the Year is this year. I don't exactly know what I'm going to say yet. Oh, God. If y'all could see the bead of sweat dripping down my face right now, like, I was like, this is wild. I don't know. Here's the thing. I've always wanted to use my humor to bring light to education to show non-teachers the reality of the job. It's not sunshine and rainbows like you see on the internet or in movies, right? It's a hot mess. There's a lot of work to be done. And I do believe that laughter is the best medicine. And it's always been my goal to use my comedy to reach a wider audience so that people can do better by education because teachers can make moves all day. But it's big money, heavy-hitting decision makers that are actually going to make change. And I'm just so, 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 so incredibly humbled to be a part of it and to spread the message via humor, which is what I do. 
if you are one of the 50 state teachers of the year, I'm excited to meet you. I'm excited to be there. This is going to be a lot of fun. But please know that I'm sweating bullets and have pooped myself about 17 times and will continue to until the day of the event. Which, by the way, the event is being done in Easter time because, hello, Washington, D.C. I live in Seattle, Pacific time. So where am I going to come in live? Oh, yeah, I'm coming in live from my kindergarten classroom. That's going to be fantastic. Let's hope that no one throws mashed potatoes at my face while I'm in the middle of this. Just kidding. The kids will be gone by then. It's at the end of the day. And I, I honestly, like for a little while, I couldn't believe that like it was me who got asked because I have been teaching for 10 years. And if you think that that means that I got it down, <laughs> jokes on you. Here's the thing with teaching. You're never not learning. If you think that you're the best, humble yourself, soul sister. You're not. You're like one day away from dipping your sleeve in cupcake frosting, okay? Or sitting on black marker and all the kids telling you that you pooped your pants. So, you know, this is my first time in kindergarten. I made a, such a sinful mistake in the classroom this week. You all know, rule number one, if you're going to show a video to the kids, your ass better watch that thing in full before pressing play or God rest your soul for whatever comes up in that video. Okay, I know better. I have made this mistake a handful of times. I said a handful. Yeah, I did. You think you'd learn the first time. Here's the thing with teaching. You have to make these split second decisions sometimes, right? You don't always have the opportunity to watch something before you go and press play. Why? Because there's one kid in the back of the room cutting their own hair, another kid cutting somebody else's hair. One's got bead up every orifice of their nose. There's two that are about to have a fist fight because they both want to be the same thing for Halloween. Halloween 2023, mind you. And they're also fighting about who is their first best friend. Like that is, that's what's going on. You don't always have the time to do this. Anyway, so we have silent snack at our school because during snack, you can take your mask off. So to have silent snack, we do that so there's like not a lot of talking. So there's not a lot of air being thrown about their little mouths into the sky. Well, one of the best ways to get kids to just absolutely zone out is to show some sort of educational video. I'm not a, I'm not going to show you just some random hoopla. I don't believe in that. So I very specifically find things that tie into like the curriculum what we're learning about. We're learning a little bit about like animal adaptations and how like some animals are smarter than others. They all have different ability levels. Blah, 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 blah. I find this video. It's from National Geographic Kids. National Geographic Kids. It's from their verified YouTube page. Thought I could trust it. Trust nothing. Okay. It was a video on pigs. Pig intelligence, specifically. 
I watched maybe the first three minutes of this while the kids were at recess. It was all like training pigs to be like little circus animals and how pigs love to be stimulated and they love to learn. They just love to learn. I'm like, this is great. These Because my kindergartners love to learn. They love pigs. They're going to be super into this. So I deem this National Geographic Kids video appropriate for the kindergartners. They come back from snack. I got a simultaneous thing happening, right? I set up my laptop so I can like have half of my laptop be the 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 big screen and then I can work on my email on the actual laptop next to the screen, but I don't actually see what's going on on the big screen that's even though it's coming from my laptop, right? So Start the pig video. They're all silent and zoned out in front of me. They're eating away at their snacks. They're watching the pigs. They're enjoying it. It's great. Wow, wow, wow. That means that I have found myself a couple of golden moments to check my email. Because I'm like Mr. on top of it when it comes to parent emails. Well, that was a lie. I try. Okay. Checking my email. Checking my email. And then it goes from like silent to eerily silent. And I just sort of accept it. I noticed there was another teacher who walked by my classroom and just sort of like looked in and was kind of like giving me like a huh sort of look. And I'm like, whatever, I keep doing it. The video stops. I line them up for recess. They go to recess. But as I'm like lining up for recess, they're saying like, "Ooh, that was a lot of blood. That was gross. That was a lot of blood. I'm like, uh, red flag, red flag, red flag, mayday, mayday, mayday. They go out to recess. I'm like, oh my God, I better watch this video. Watched the video. After the section about training pigs, the National Geographic kids video went on to talk about how pigs are used to study closed head injury therapy. Now, mind you, in order to do that study, that means that they have to first give the pig a closed head injury. Well, 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 Mr. Dombrowski, looks like you found yourself in a little bit of a pickle, doesn't it? In this video that I showed, all of a sudden, these guys in friggin' hazmat suits have a pig that they have sedated. They string this thing up by its feet, its back feet. This pig's just hanging there. I don't know what the hell they did to the pig, but all of a sudden, there is blood coming out of this pig's head. I'm like, are we... Are we studying therapy here? Or are you about to make some prosciutto ham? Like, what is happening? I'm a little over here like, this is worse than the scene in Bambi when they shoot the mom. Did I just traumatize my class? I'm having an internal freak out. The other teacher comes to my classroom She's laughing because she knows exactly what happens. I'm in the midst of a panic attack. And I'm like, you got to you got to switch it. 
Here's the thing about kindergarten. When that when something goes wrong like that, you got to switch it. They come back into the classroom. I picked out, I don't know if y'all ever read the kid's book, Memoirs of a Goldfish. One thing you got to know about me, when I read a storybook, it's like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams enter my body and allow me to readeth thine book with the skill only a SAG-AFRA Emmy and Oscar-nominated actor could do. And that specifically comes out when I read the memoirs of Goldfish. Read it, did all my voices, all my characters. They loved it. That was all they talked about for the rest of the day. Completely forgot about the pig video. I'm over here, like, I just freaking out, like I just showed Silence of the Lambs to a group of five-year-olds. Oh my God, this will happen to you. This will happen. Okay, just so you know, this has happened before. I was teaching fourth grade. It was MLK Day. There was an MLK Charlie Brown and the Peanuts Gang special that I didn't watch before. It was dubbed over by, I don't know, some drunk college kid. The very first thing. That happened. Woodstock came out of nowhere, flies onto the screen, and he says, cock a doodle doo, mother f- I, uh, in front of the whole class of fourth graders. Here's the thing some of them had no idea what that was, but the ones who did, they all just looked at me and go, ooh, and that's when you know you're busted. When the kids pick up on the fact that it shouldn't have happened, (laughs) that's when you know you're busted. But you know what? Silver lining. I got a room full of five-year-olds who now know about closed head injuries. Wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you to all of our newest Patreons. We have Tammy Hartwell, Carol Hanley, Maria Petrazzi. Petrazzi? Petrazzi. I'm sorry if I butcher your names, guys, again. Just forgiveth me. Carly Conrad, Heather Boost. Now, I know your last name's Bost, but I like saying Boost. Amanda McMulqueen, Kenya. No last name, just Kenya. Trina Fryman, Elizabeth Stewart, Kristen Roach. Love that name, Kristen Roach. Jenna Keneally, Lexi Lee. That sounds like adult entertainment, but I'm here for it, girl, and I'm not making fun of it. (laughs) Sex work is work. Do your thing, baby. I'm loving this. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for becoming Patreon members. Remember, the Patreon is how we keep the podcast going. You can become a Patreon member, too, at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Become a Patreon member. We have a teacher comedy show coming up at the end of this month, April 29th. We got comedians from all over the world in there bringing some teacher comedy to you guys. You get the Zoom access if you become a Patreon member, and also yesterday in the Patreon, I announced all of the cities for the Schools Out for Summer Tour. Now, the majority of those cities are under capacity restrictions, so if you want to make sure that you get a seat, become a Patreon member, because Patreon members get ticket links first. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, 
Thank you so much to all of you who are doing it. I appreciate you. Another thing that happened this week, I don't know. A lot of times the kindergartners do or say things that aren't necessarily funny, but I find them hysterical. I've been working a lot on their inquiry and just like questioning skills. So I've done two things to do that. The first thing that we do is we do a little game in the morning during our morning routine called Whose Feet Are These? Where I put up a picture of animal feet and they have to use the image to start to like guess. And I, I'm really telling them like, look at the background, look at the type of feet. Is it a claw or is it a hand or is it a hoof? What types of animals are those? An example is the camel foot was in the sand. So I had a kid eventually say that looks like a hoof that's in the sand with skinny ankles. <laughs> I think it's a camel. That's what I want them to do. The other thing that I do for brain break sometime, even though this is like, <laughs> it's not giving your brain a break, it's giving your brain a doozy, is I started playing 20 questions with them, but only with animals. So I'll say an animal and they have to ask yes or no questions to guess what it is. Now, at the beginning, they all started saying, just guessing right away. Is it a goldfish? Is it my dog? I don't know why, why they're all Southern, but they are, I guess. Is it a velociraptor? It's a it's an existing animal, everybody. So um, I started to have them narrow it down. So I started by saying, start asking about the size. Someone asked me, is it bigger than a refrigerator? Is it bigger than a refrigerator? No. And then another kid goes, is it bigger than a plate? <laughs> yes. Eventually someone asked, does it have flippers? They guessed sea turtle. Well, then I started asking them, to get specific on the type of animal. So I was like, ask if it has fur, ask if it flies, ask if it has a hard shell. So that's that's where I was expecting them to go with it. I have this one kid, he's just like well beyond his years. And he has a super deep, raspy, like froggy voice. I just wanted them to get a little specific. He went there, he raised his hand. This was the first question, question number one. So I get, okay, start guessing. And he immediately went from super broad to the most extreme ever. And he goes, is it in the weasel family? <laughs> I don't know. That has been cracking me up all week. Is it in the weasel family? Like, what were you going to do? Like, I also, like, what else is in the weasel family? Like, you were going to either say weasel ferret or I don't know wolverine like, like I don't know you could have asked is it brown <laughs> we just went from zero to weasel family overnight it cracked me up then they I did the whose feet are these in the morning and I, they are getting all the animals. Like, these kids are little animal encyclopedias. It's wild. Like, I put a pangolin up there. I don't know if you know what a pangolin is. It looks like, picture a knight wearing a coat of arms. It's a golden that with a tail and the mouth of an anteater. And, like, claws of a sloth. They're, it's super endangered. They're really rare. I'm like, they're never going to guess pangolin. They guessed pangolin almost right away. So I put feet of a silky chicken. It's just a chicken whose fur, fur, let's get it right, Mr. D. Uh, birds don't have fur. It has very fluffy feathers. 
that are very soft, like silk. It's the silky chicken. And their feet are covered in feathers too, which is rare for a chicken, apparently. I put them up there. No one guesses. I tell them it's the silky chicken. I teach them a little bit about silky chickens. One kid raises their hand and says, oh, we have two silky chickens that live in our backyard. Immediately, I'm like, again with the lying. So I look at her. I go, oh, really? Yep. I go, great. So when I drop you off at the end of the day at Parent Pickup and I ask your dad about your two silky chickens, he's going to say, yes, that they live in your backyard. She looked at me. There was a solid two minutes of silence. (laughs) I could tell in her face she wasn't going to give this lie up. She looks at me and she goes, we don't talk about them. (laughs) The lies. They lied. They lied. They never lied so much. Man, I love it. They're keeping me on my toes. I would say they're keeping me young, but nope, they're aging me faster than milk that you left out on the counter. This week has also, oh my gosh, just came out of nowhere. We had our first ever lockdown drill with the school this week. Now, just to like put everything into perspective for you, a lockdown drill means that I'm going to be somewhere in the building in very closed corners with me, one other teacher, and a huge group of five-year-olds. That in itself is the definition of psychotic. I'm like, there. this is not, this is not going to end well. Started telling them about the lockdown drill. Immediately they panic. Is it real? Again, out of nowhere. This is like assume. I'm like, literally, I j- my first words were, we're going to do this fake drill for practice. Is it real? No, it's not. There's not even an alarm. I even told them there will not be alarm. They're just going to tell us over the PA. Immediately, they cover their ears. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Let's get through this. Okay. The lockdown happens. I have to close the blinds. We're all huddled together in the corner. We're doing the whole thing. And the kids are being like really good. Because like, here's the thing. It is, it is really scary. And I'm not that, I, I know a lot of teachers tell the kids like, oh, this is in case a deer gets into the building. Oh, do you often have deer that just leap into your building? Or they say, this is in case there's a beehive and all the kids need to be safe from the bees. Um, There's not even enough EpiPens in this building to protect us if we are in lockdown. Chill out. I'm not going to lie to the kids, right? But I, like, don't fully want to tell them the truth either because then they're going to have nightmares for the rest of their life and not want to come to school at all. So I just say, this is for... I just say this is for our protection in case we ever have to pretend like nobody's here. And I just leave it at that. They'll ask at home. Parents can clear the air how they feel most appropriate. Bada boom, bada bing. We're just going to get the job done. So they're all kind of panicking. So when we all are in the dark corner huddling together, I'm looking at their little faces. They're freaking out. I'm like, just think about it. This is kind of like camping. Like we're all camping together. And they're like, and then it's like, good. It's silent. It's silent. Can't hear a thing. 
Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse, okay? Mind you, at my school, adults have to wear two masks. So typically what we do is wear our medical mask, and then over that we do like a cutesy-pootsy Old Navy one or something like that, right? Through my two masks, out of nowhere, I can smell the most rancid, godforsaken infestation of straight-up butt air. That's a fart that has ever graced the world. And it's one of these kids. They start looking around. They're looking at me. I'm like, that did not come from my colon, just so all of you know. I don't know who's been, you know, pounding the fermented go-go squeeze, but y'all got some gut issues going on. It is rank. It was stinging my eyes. And we can't go anywhere. Now, mind you, this thing is lingering. And that's two things. One, the drill. And two, this smell. I'm gagging betwixt my masks, plural, okay? And I start thinking, I'm like, man, this drill's going on a little bit too long over here. But I don't hear the password. No one says the password over the walkie-talkie. The hallway lights go on, but I still didn't hear the password. So I'm over here like, "Uh uh-uh. This is some hickory dickory trickery going on over here, okay? The fire marshal has me scorn for the rest of my life. You know that fire marshal who snagged a kid then made me feel like I just let a kid burn in the fire because he kept them from my line after I did head count? I'm not falling for none of that. So we're not going anywhere till I hear the password over the walkie-talkie kids. Now the kids are starting to complain. Who pooped? Someone pooted. <laughs> Y'all did not just say pooted. So now I'm laughing between my mask, which means I got the f- obnoxious amount of butt air going into my nasal passages and mouth. It's horrible. I see another teacher Walk past my classroom, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, this is a trap. I know it's a trap. You guys, I was in lockdown in a fart cloud with these kids for a solid 27 minutes before I saw another class go out to recess because one of my students who was sitting next to me when I wasn't looking, reached around to my walkie-talkie and turned the volume all the way down to off with those little sticky, curious fingers, just boop, turned it to off. The rest of the school's having a happy, happy doodah day. I'm stuck in a almost visible fart situation. That's how thick and pungent These noxious gases were, I'm surprised nobody died in lockdown from lack of oxygen to the brain. And here I am suffering (laughs) for probably 20 minutes longer than ever needed to happen. Oh my God. It's a never ending turn of events in kindergarten land. Let me tell you, I didn't even call the kid out who did it. 
I didn't even, I'm just like, you know what? Here's the thing. You need to go to recess because this is actually in a, in a very roundabout way. Amazing. <laughs> I, I have so many mixed emotions. I feel like I just gave birth and I, my hormones are all over the place. I don't even know why I'm crying, but I am. <laughs> it's a mess. Oh, God. Kindergarten is a beautiful, beautiful, chaotic mess. I just, I love it. It's like the most horribly amazing situation that I've ever put myself in. I absolutely love it. Am I a crazy person? I am. I am. It takes a very specific type of person to teach kindergarten. I am that person. You might be that person, too. Give yourself a pat on the back. You guys... I'm loving bringing this podcast to you. I'm absolutely loving it. And I love hearing from you. You guys know if you take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, post it to your Instagram, tag me, Mr. D times three, you could win a Mr. D swag pack, a shush fan, all of the Mr. D merch. I'm going to give that to you. This week goes to... Key West Lauren. Key West Lauren took a screenshot. She was talking about how I was talking about how kids need to learn how to tie their shoelaces because I touched a kid's shoelaces to tie their shoe and I'm pretty sure they were soaked in straight up urine. She said that she used to bribe her kindergarten class with Dollar Tree kites. So when the kid learned how to tie their shoes, they would get a Dollar Tree kite. Oh yeah, baby. Am I stealing that idea? You know I am Key West Lauren. Key West Lauren, congratulations. You got a Mr. D swag pack coming to you and you guys can win one too. Just go ahead, screenshot it, tag me, put it on your Instagram story and we'll get it there. You guys, I'm headed into spring break right now and I absolutely love it. I can't wait to make some time for me. Make sure that you make some time for you. And until then, I'll see you next week. Bye.